Hi, Believer, and welcome to Woe Believer Podcast, where we are rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm your girl, Naila Amara, and today we are going to be talking about faith and compromising, how not to conform to this world, and how to be transformed. So, um, as y'all can see, this is the first episode of the first season of Woe Believer, and I am so excited because the Holy Spirit shared with me that this is something that needed to be talked about. And I graduated from Towson in electronic film and media. And I was like, finally, I could put my degree to work and, you know, also do what God has commanded me to do. What better way? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, like the call has been accepted. So before I even get into this podcast, I'm just going to share like a little story with y'all. Um, <laughs> so I was sitting at my desk earlier and I was writing up the scriptures for you. Um, and what we were going to talk about today. And I had a taste for some tea with like honey and almond milk. No pun intended, y'all. So I go to the kitchen and I put some honey in a mug and some peppermint tea. And I start boiling some um, water in my kettle, which is very much aesthetic, you guys. Like I'm super into Pinterest now. And I'm like, you know, trying to make my apartment super earthy. So I was like, oh, let's like drink some tea so we can be aesthetic. <laughs> Anyways, that's not that's not part of the story. So I go in the fridge and I grab what I think is the almond milk to add to the tea, y'all. And my almond milk is in a carton that's similar to the vegetable stock. Like they're both in like white carton boxes. And I grab the vegetable stock instead of the almond milk and I pour that in my tea without even realizing it. By the time I get to my desk and like the tea finishes steeping and things like that, I take a sip and I'm like, mm, this kind of tastes funny. Um, and I mean, I took another sip <laughs> to see like, why does it taste like this? <laughs> wait, wait, have you guys ever done that? Like, have you guys ever like tasted something and been like, oh, I don't really like this. But then like you take another bite to see if you don't really like it or not. Like, okay, that's that's what happened. So I like I took another sip and I was like, wait a second, is this vegetable stock? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm so mad because the honey that I poured inside of the mug, like, and mixed with the tea is like honey from an actual bee farm when I took a trip to Gambia, Africa. Like, I had took some honey from like um, an actual like bee farm, like, in the motherland like I was like this is authentic tea you know like this is authentic honey and like I feel like I don't want to just pour it out because you know this honey is not it's not like I can go to the grocery store and get more of it you know like this is like real authentic stuff like this is the real stuff um so I was just like okay let me try to make the best of it maybe like maybe I can just you know, it was just like a few drops. It was just like a little little bit of vegetable stock. Like, let's see if we could just work with it. So I just began to take sips of it. And I was just trying to ignore that that taste so I could taste the honey and the tea. And then, like, I grew accustomed to it. And I was like, okay, well, it's not that bad. It kind of tastes like like a herbal soup type thing. Like, like it's okay. It's okay. And this is what this story, like, <sighs> this story 
goes with what we're talking about today because this is what happens when you conform to the world. Like Romans 12, 2, it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So God is trying to give you milk and honey, but because we try to make the best out of the tangible world that we're in, we settle for vegetable stock. And uh, we convince ourselves, oh, like, well, I don't want to waste, like, the money that I earned. I don't want to seem like I wasted all that time. So I'm going to just try to work with what I have. Like, I'm going to try to work with the world is giving me when God is trying to give me something better. Um, So we continue in that compromising lifestyle. And, y'all, I'm speaking from experience because I definitely used to be that person. So we're going to talk about um, why it's our duty to pick up our cross daily and how to follow Jesus and how to deny ourselves and our flesh and stop conforming to the world. I'm sorry. Yeah. Stop conforming to the world um, and stop compromising our faith. But before we get into that, we're going to take a few moments just to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so, 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 so much for commanding me to do this, Lord. I pray that I'll decrease so that you can increase. I pray that your Holy Spirit will resonate and convict those that are not right with you or not fully right with you, Lord Jesus. You hear the hearts of your children. They want to get with you. They want to be with you. And they're chasing after you, Lord Jesus. Lead them, guide them, show them which way to go. Show them who to be with and who not to be with. Open up doors of opportunity, Lord Jesus, and shut the doors of temptation. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, y'all, I was in prayer and the Lord specifically uh, said to me um, to warn his people. And as I was studying the word, there were some scriptures that really resonated with my spirit. And I was like, oh, snap, like this is what the world needs to know. And I wanted it to be my first episode, The Compromising Believer, because I personally was a compromising believer. And I feel like I'm talking to my past self and I'm talking to a lot of people that I seen that I was connected to that also was operated in the, operating in this um, sort of lifestyle. So last year was like really challenging for me in terms of my faith. I was going through like a lot of changes. I was in a sinful lifestyle trying to get right with God by being like selectively sacrificial. So, you know, I was taking things like, oh, like I don't want to give this up to God, but like I'm willing to make a change in this or like telling people about God, telling people, uh, you know, posting on social media about God um, and about Jesus and praying with people, but then like going to the club with them the next day or, you know, having drinks with them or, you know, going to a celebration that wasn't necessarily, you know, right in God's eyes. And I was making Christian content you know, on social media and stuff, but then I was also displaying worldly content. So I was literally like compromising my faith publicly. And the Lord says, woe to those who like lead people astray. And it's like even heavier for, for Christian teachers because, or believing teachers, because, you know, you have a greater responsibility if you claim yourself to be like a witness and a servant of Jesus Christ and you're going around and you're living a worldly lifestyle, you know, you could be like 10 times more at fault for that. And the Lord does give forgiveness, but we have to choose to actually turn from that. And we have to write like that entire wrong. Like all those people that were, that I publicly demonstrated that I was compromising faith with now have to see like the opposite. So that's a great responsibility. Um, So on December 31st, which was New Year's Eve, 2021, I was at my mom's place and she was like, Naila, like, are you okay? Like, how are you? You just look like you're in a lot of like 
turmoil. Like you just look so like you just look like you're not yourself. I will. I just begin to break down. I begin to cry, and I was just like, oh my gosh. And I just started telling her about everything that I was going through, how like I was going through it with these people in my life and how people were coming in and out. And then like I was transitioning and getting my MBA and how that was difficult. And just like a lot of things I was struggling with spiritually, like I was in a lot of spiritual warfare, y'all. Like the enemy was working. He was working, working, working. And it took me 15 minutes to even just like tell my mom like and confess to her everything that I was doing because I was so afraid of like you know she's my mom like you don't want to be a disappointment but then it's like you know you don't want to be a disappointment to God and the more like I realized what I was doing and actually saying it with my mouth out loud and how ashamed I was the more I realized I was like oh my gosh like I'm ashamed to like to say that I I was like this and like I call myself a believer of, of, of Jesus and I just began to repent for everything that I was doing. I felt comforted at that time. A scripture that was resonating in my spirit was Matthew 6, 24. And it specifically says that no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And what the Bible means by mammon is man. And James 4 and 4 says, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes him an enemy of God. And the Holy Spirit is available to all God's children, but you have to make the decision to have a relationship with God that requires commitment. So when I could not get into the Holy Spirit, it, you know, resonated with me like, oh my goodness, like I don't really have a relationship with God because I'm serving. I I picked my master. I picked the world. And the Bible specifically says that I can't serve God and the world. So if I'm a compromising believer, I'm really not a believer. You know, I might think I am, but I'm really not. I'm really, if I'm compromising my faith, but, and I'm doing with the world and I'm, I'm prioritizing the world over my relationship with Christ, I'm really not truly believing in the power of Jesus. I'm really not. I'm really not believing. Because if I was a true believer, if I was a committed believer, I w- if I was a faithful believer, then I would, it would, it wouldn't sit right in my spirit to do and act like the world. And that's what I was missing. I was turned over to a rubber bait mind. I was like, oh, I've, the enemy convinced me, manipulated me, lied to me, because that's what he does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's not just something that black people say. That is a real scripture. Like, he really seeks to whom he may devour. Like, he really sought me out specifically, knowing that at one point I had been on fire for Christ and brought me to a road where I compromised to a, a point where it was not a priority for me to serve Christ. New Year's Day, I was praying with my mom and she was telling me to speak in my heavenly language as she was praying. And I didn't want to because I had heard the voice of God. Um, I hadn't heard from the voice of God. I hadn't received the Holy Spirit in like a really long time. And I was like scared. I was like, oh, I, I can't like I don't I haven't heard him in so long. So I don't know if like I still have a relationship with him. I, I feel like I, I have to like read the word more or like, you know, pray a little bit more like you know start living the lifestyle and then he'll come and you know things like that and the enemy was so loud in my head and I just like as my mom was asking me to pray in my heavenly language I was just like I can't like I can't like I just 
like I don't know how you know and my mom she knows that I've been able to get in the spirit before like I'm telling you the enemy was like really 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 over me the scripture that came to my mind at the time you know thank you Jesus was Romans 12 2 and it says I present my body as a living sacrifice and I started adding to that you know I live for you and I die for you I live for you and I die for you and I was just meditating on that scripture and saying those words and then all of a sudden y'all all of a sudden the Holy Spirit came upon me like never before like never before I mean I, when I say like I've never received the spirit like this before I was like oh my goodness oh my goodness it's happening it's happening it's happening and I was just like in in total shock because I was like oh my gosh when you've been thirsty for the for Jesus for so long when you've been in sin for so long when you've been in the world for so long and you forget what it's like to be in the presence of God it's 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 like it's like putting on a warm coat when you've been freezing. It's like drinking fresh water after drinking coffee for like a, for several years. Like it's refreshing. And as I was in the spirit, he spoke to me and he said, Woe to those who cannot hear my voice. And I become, I began to like become sad because, you know, I couldn't hear his voice at one period. Like I thought I couldn't pray. I was like, oh, I can't do it because I'm not gonna be able to hear him. Literally, I was in sin so great that I could not hear from the Holy Spirit. I could not hear from God. And the Lord specifically saying, woe to those who cannot hear his, cannot hear his voice. Like, woe to those who are so deep in the world that they can't even hear me. Like, not me saying all 2021, oh yeah, I'm a believer, oh Jesus this, Jesus that, and not even be able to hear his voice, my spirit suffering, thinking I'm good, thinking God got me, and I can't even hear him. Well, to those who cannot hear my voice, I will never put myself in a position where I'm separated from God. You know what they call that? They call that hell when you can't hear from God. And I was experiencing the symptoms of hell before even getting there. I'm not on the road to get there anymore, thank God. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit later. But you don't ever want to be in a position or posture in your life where you can't hear the voice of God because you're deep in the world, because you've made friends with the world, because you've mended relationships with the world, because you've compromised with the world. You put God on the back burner and do what the world asks you to do with no questions asked sometimes. I don't wanna be in a position and you should not wanna be in a position where you don't know if you're pleasing him as in pleasing Jesus and his will for your life or if you're compromising. And this is not to condemn anyone that currently can't hear from the Lord, but this is a warning. The Lord specifically told me to warn you. Woe to those who can't hear your hear my voice. Warn them. Let them know if they can't hear me, something is off. Something is wrong. 
seek his face diligently deny your fleshly wants pick up your daily cross which means follow him you know every day meaning doing his will every day and then follow him as in follow jesus all the days of your life while you're here on this earth don't conform to this world your first priority should be to follow god jesus and do what he says and you'll know exactly what he says if you open your bible and you begin to read and i will put a plan like a biblical plan of read a bible uh read your bible in a year on my website wellbeliever.com because i really 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 i never heard from the holy spirit so much when until i started reading his word diligently and I'm not just talking about people who have experienced God are writing his word. I'm talking about there, there are words that Jesus said. There are words that Jesus actually said. People are like, oh, well, it was written by man. Da, 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 da. Read what Jesus said then. Now, that, I'm not saying that the rest of the Bible is not um, accurate because it definitely is. Everybody in that Bible was inspired by God everybody had a spiritual encounter with God himself but Jesus the son of God coming down on this earth and you had the privilege to know exactly what he said wow how fortunate are you so your first priority should be following what God says to do you'll know what to do by reading his word aka the bible if you fall in love with what this world has to offer because it satisfies what you want currently, you will pass up heaven's milk and honey. Deny your wants, pick up your cross daily. Deny your flesh daily. Don't compromise with your flesh. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 26, I'm sorry, 1626 for what profit is a man if he gains the world and loses his soul? What what profit is what what's the benefit of getting everything you want on earth? But after you die and you face judgment, you can't get into the kingdom of heaven. What's the point? Because that's eternal. People are like, oh, oh, my gosh, YOLO, you only live once, like live life to the fullest um eternity is actually really really long better prepare for it people know like that part specifically the what's a man to lose you know gain the whole world and loses all his own soul people always apply that to like celebrity living and things like that but like really you too some of y'all are not even getting the whole world and you're still losing your soul yikes wow the scripture goes on to say, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What will a man give, not, not get, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? The world will give you riches and glory here on earth, but it's up to you to give while you're here to enter into the kingdom of heaven. What do you have that you can give? What do you have here that you can sacrifice for God? And not not picking not picking and choosing what you're going to sacrifice, but everything. See, to please the world, you know, the world will give you stuff and compromise with you and exchange. You'll compromise what you want to give and what you don't want to give. And that might be OK for the world. But God wants you to present your body as a living sacrifice. God wants you to give it all. Be like, Oh, my gosh. Well, that's so hard. Everything, everything. Well, God did send his son down to die for us. 
so that we could have eternal life. I mean, if the goal ultimately is to get eternal life and to go to heaven and be in fellowship with God and Jesus for eternity, what, why not give up, you know, what we have here, the treasures that we have here. Some of y'all don't even have that much to give. To be honest, the Lord isn't really asking for a lot. He's just asking for you to choose him. Choose me instead of the world. Instead of compromising my faith, just choose to follow me. I will give you everything you need. I can give you abundantly above all you ask or think. As long as you seek my face, I will give you what it is that you desire. As long as it's in his will. So I want you guys to ask yourself, what areas of your life are you compromising what's keeping you from a faithful lifestyle you know is it a relationship that you have every single time you get with that person you end up sinning is it a possession you have every single time you interact with this possession you get on this specific app you get on this specific website you have an item in your house Matthew 5, 29 says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it's more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body to be cast into hell. It's better for you to cut out whatever it is that you're sinning, that's causing you to sin, causing you to compromise your faith, than for you to keep it and constantly be tested by it. And then end up failing multiple times, which is causing your soul. Just think, every single time you compromise with that, you're compromising yourself. You're compromising your likeliness to get into the kingdom of God, to be in fellowship with God and Jesus for eternity. Every time you compromise with that thing, is that item worth your soul? Is that relationship worth your soul? Is that job worth your soul? Are followers and likes worth your soul? Is that show that's causing you every single time you watch that show, you get in the mood to do something else? You know, really be careful about what you're bringing into your temple. You know, present your body as a holy sacrifice. Really be careful. We're the church, our bodies, we're the church. Be careful what you're taking into your, to your body, especially what you're watching and what you're listening to. What are you watching? Matthew 6, 22 through 23 says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Light can't live where darkness is. It's basically saying like, if you're watching something on television, and it's causing you to do something else. Like everybody on this show is smoking and killing people and selling drugs. Now you like, oh, I kind of want to smoke too. Or is murder really like that bad? People, I mean, people do shoot people every day. I'm kind of not even sensitive about it anymore. And now you're in positions of that and you don't, you don't even think it's wrong. Because what you're watching has normalized that behavior. 
how can you, Matthew 6, 15, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. If you're compromising your lamp, how can you let your light shine so that people will want to join the body of Christ, but your soul is full of darkness because of what you see? Really think about that. Really let that resonate. So I want you to ask yourself, what am I watching? What am I listening to? No, you cannot watch every show. You cannot watch every show. You cannot watch shows that are full of drugs and violence and fighting and that type of stuff and things that glorify that type of lifestyle. No, you should not be listening to music, to secular music at all, but especially music that glorifies a compromising lifestyle or really a sinful lifestyle, sinful nature, period. Well, Naila, like, I feel like I've been compromising all my life, but I still love Jesus. Like, what do I do? Like, how do I go from this? Like, how do I move forward? Well, we cover one part. What are you compromising? Take it out, pluck it, and cast it from you. Like the Bible says, that relationship causes you to sin, cut it off. Hey, I can't be in this relationship with you anymore. Every single time we get together, this happens. And the enemy will fight. The enemy might bite back. Oh, are you sure? I mean, come on. Like, it's not that serious. Like, da da da. But really think is it worth my soul? Is this worth my soul? I had to break up with someone that I was in a relationship with because it was like every single time that I'm with you, I end up compromising my faith. And sometimes we can get caught up. Oh, well, that person's like not all bad. Like they just are struggling with this. Well, that's not something that you can be around if it's a struggle for you. You can't be around non-believers and expect for them to switch their lifestyle for you. You have to set the example and it's no offense to them and it's no offense to you and the crowd that you were hanging around. But the Bible specifically says, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers because he knows it's unwise to hang with people who you know you're going to end up compromising with. Every single time I have been tempted, personally, every single time I've ever been tempted, it has been because I've hung around someone who appreciate who normalized that tempting lifestyle so any habit that i ever developed let's say um my first time ever having a drink it was because i was hanging around people who like often drank and they normalized it and at first i was like uh, i don't really drink i don't really drink and then the more i began to see them and the more normal it became i was like oh well i mean like i guess it can't be too bad compromise compromise and then something really bad happens to you when you're in sin because the devil's working 10 times as harder to get 10 times as hard to get you on his side he already got them he don't need to work hard with them they already chilling with him but he's like oh i gotta get this one because she's on fire for the lord so i'm gonna have to drag her over here and God wants to make sure that you are in right standing with him at all times. He wants to make sure that you're representing him. So sometimes the enemy is allowed to enter your territory. The enemy sometimes is allowed to test and tempt you. 
but it's really up to you and your free will to say no. And you can do that by first avoiding and plucking out all those things that put you in compromising positions. I really, I challenge everyone that's listening to this, go throughout your home and everything in your home that that causes you to sin, throw it out, throw it out. You have bottles, throw it out. You have, I don't know, like you have books that, you know, don't glorify God. It's glorifying this world, glorifying a worldly lifestyle, throw it out. You know, you subscribe to channels that only cause sin, unsubscribe. You have friends that only invite you out to do certain things, cut it off. Do what you need to do. It says faith without works is nothing. Faith without works is dead. See, even the demons believe that God is real, but it's the works that justifies the faith. James 2 17 says thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead but someone will say you have faith and i have works show me your faith without your works and i will show you my faith by my works you believe that there is one god you do well even demons believe and tremble so having faith in god is not enough you can't tell people, oh yeah, girl, I believe in God. I was raised in the church. I used to be an usher, yada, yada, yada. And you're not in right standing with him by your works. Okay, okay, okay. Y'all ask me, Naila, what can I do? You know, I feel like I've been a compromising believer. What can I do? You can repent. John 1, I'm sorry, 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faith and faithful and just enough to give, forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So thank you, Jesus. The Lord sent his son down here to die for us. And he was the ultimate sacrifice. And we're able to ask God for forgiveness and we can be cleansed. But second Chronicles seven fourteen also adds and turn from your wicked ways. So repent, confess your sins to Jesus by mouth, ask for forgiveness and turn so be proactive with that repentance make the commitment not to compromise and serve god in everything denying our flesh our human wants picking up our cross daily and following him presenting our body as a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to god which is our reasonable service so we're going to say a prayer of repentance now. This is how we can get started. And I just want you all to repeat after me. Lord, I repent. And you can pause this and start confessing your sins, whether it's sexual immoralities, whether it's defiling your body with, you know, toxins, um, whether it's hanging out with the wrong people, whether it's not pri prioritizing God and prior prioritizing the world, like work and school and things like that. I pray that you forgive me. I pray that you set me free from the bondage of the enemy. I rebuke every spirit that's not like you. I ask for strength to turn away from my ways. I present 
my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so that's all I have for you all. I pray that the Holy Spirit continues to abide in you as you present your body as a living sacrifice, like we prayed earlier, holy and acceptable, and that we don't become distracted you know, by the enemy who comes to tempt us. Um, so, Lord Jesus, I pray that you give this believer that's listening the strength to say no to compromise and pick up their cross daily by denying their flesh and follow you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you are not a believer and want to become a believer, which means one that believes that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again, and he's coming back, um, then I want you to say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will come into my life, into my heart, and into my mind to reign and rule forever and ever. Wash me clean. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And that's it. That's it, y'all. So congratulations if you invited the Lord to live in you in your heart, mind, and soul forever and ever. Remember, you can back that faith up with works. The first step is to read the word. Read the word, you guys. Read the word. There's so much valuable information in there. I'm telling you guys. You can follow me personally, your host, um, on Instagram at Naila Amara. That's N-A-I-L-A-H-I-M-A-R-A. I'm really, really excited to continue this journey with you all. You have no idea. Until next time, thank you so much and God bless.